We're on the air. We're, we're live, baby. We're fucking woo, 2020. Doesn't really uh, me talking about dicks being <laughs> like yeah. the end of your life. Sorry, we cut it all out. I don't think they'll hear um, that. I don't think it's not, it's not close enough to Amber's mouth. Look, you can hold, you can take it out of that see, if you want. he's doing the same guns are. It's just easy, otherwise you're like... So is this like close enough or is this going to be an issue? Yeah, you might have to speak up. Uh, yeah, I don't want to put my face on it. That's all right. Yeah, most girls Coronavirus! <laughs> <laughs> Most girls don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I need to do an introduction because typically we just start randomly, so mm. don't oh, judge me for the cringeness. I'll just cut it, you know, it's just like a video. You just go tit and then you go and no one even knows. That is this how you're spending happen. your time these days since you're not working? Do you trust him though to cut it like that? Like how many hours do you think you put into single use? I thought the whole point of this was that it's uncut. Oh well like from the start. Like once you start, then all normal. So this be starting it now, because since we're aware of it? What? Is it filming our bodies now? Yeah, it's filming your, our bodies. Yeah. Oh, I don't have a very nice profile. I've turned it off. This is what it feels like when you're um being watched by a predator online. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know, but it's happening. <laughs> I had more of the thought of Big Brother when you're like, yeah, I'm aware something might be going on, but you don't know what angle you're getting shot from. Yeah, probably Because they go from like one. 360. Let me arrange my thighs. <laughs> <laughs> this is all staining. This is all good stuff, actually. <laughs> we'll get more hits because there's legs. That's Yay. a great point. That'll Woo. be the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, you your viewers will be like, holy shit, you know girls. Yeah. You're not just little weirdos in a room by yourself. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> one of the videos has 70 views. I don't know who they are because I don't have 70 friends. It's but probably like the same person watching <laughs> it heaps of times. Probably you. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I think like... Or uh, Sophie watches your videos. Yeah, she, she comments tells like me about it. Random potato. Like she's commenting like, I don't know who she is. Like she's someone potato. Like she's in the comment section. I see, shout out to Sophie. We, we, I see you yeah. in the comment section. <laughs> I know who you are. Nice. Yeah, she was talking about your podcast to me the other day, and I was like, real sorry, I've never actually watched one before. Oh, that's fair. And she was like, have you watched all of them? I was like, no, sorry. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. That is all right. Yeah, it expects mm. you to watch them all. It's really not for the viewers. It's more for, so for like the experience. Mm. You know? Do you feel like Joe Rogan right now? Not not even close. <laughs> I feel like Ethan Lawler. Who's the Joe <laughs> Rogan out of the two of you, though? Like, if you're going to pick a Joe Rogan, which one of you is Joe no Rogan? No one. Neither. No one. He'll be Joe Rogan. I'll be Duncan Trussell. I'm happy with that. Wait, what's the name of the little assistant dude? Scotty? No? Jamie. Jamie? <laughs> young young, young, ja- young Jamie. There you go. Young Jamie, but he's like 40. So, it's interesting. Maybe he just looks young. Have he you seen his face young. before? Yeah, he looks young. There you go. He looks like, he looks like he's 20. Yeah. I what was up with that um ScoMo video? The, sh- the one with him shitting everywhere? Yeah. yeah. Shout out to ScoMo. I don't know. I just wanted to make fun of the guy. I had some free time, so. Do you have an issue with ScoMo? Ooh. I think clearly. Well, I'm just wondering whether or not he's just doing it for shits and giggles, or does he actually have more so More shits and giggles than like a serious, like real issue with him. You know, I just mm. he's just a marketing guy. He's just all optics and like PR, you know? I just think he's full but of shit. I think every prime minister mm. has to be. Yeah, but I think ScoMo's the, like the exception. I think he's just like so good at it. Nah, mate. Look at Kevin Rudd. He looked like shit as well. Ruddy, Ruddy, like made a fool of himself, like playing handball and looking like a dick and stuff like that. Like I think yeah, Ruddy. I feel like that's worse. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Kevin 07, man, who put your like 
tagline as Kevin 07 without being like a dickhead. I would I say that's worse smart. than ScoMo. Yeah. Do you think Kevin 07 won in the election to a certain extent? Just a nice little jingle? I like jingles, so I think it's, I well, think it's a bad idea. It is this marketing. Is 13 years on, I say Kevin 07. And you remember yeah. it. Yeah, so it clearly works. Jesus Christ, 13 years old, I feel old. Yeah, mid-20s. We're getting there. Do you know what I said to Locke the other day? I was like, do you realise that I've known you guys half my life? I met you when I was 12 and I'm 24. And he was like, no, 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 you didn't know us until we were older than that. I was like, no, but I met you at 12. You like 12. really cringe when you were 12. <laughs> I still my first really memory of these two is at the Blue Light Disco and neither of them were cool enough to talk to me because I was talking to Ryan instead. Yeah, you're dang right. I just remember Locke was grass. wearing a red shirt and Ethan, I was like, whoa, his hair is legit red. Yeah. That's my memory <laughs> of that, like, us meeting. We were private school boys. Yeah, you were private school boys. We were class. <laughs> and you burned that teddy bear all together. No, I wasn't there for that. It was Chapel and Bros. Even worse. Do you know the backstory of that? So, I broke up with <laughs> Ryan. Oof. You dated Ryan? Yeah, I did. For, like, two months in 2007. And... For Christmas, I think he'd bought my presents super early. And I remember being on the phone to him at a sleepover being like, I'm really sorry, but we don't click. You know, 12-year-old, just going to break up with you. (laughs) And then, like, maybe two hours later, I get sent a photo of a teddy bear with his head decapitated and half of it burnt because they burnt it out of, like, fuck Bronte. Yeah, it was so, like, I remember looking at it being like... Filled it with rocks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I remember at the time being like... Holy shit, I'm going to get eaten alive by these boys when I go to that. Because I knew I was going to see them all like at, at school, school next yeah. year. But yeah, I remember that so clearly looking at that photo being like, these guys are disturbed. Mm. Alright, do you want to intro us? Oh, yeah. So, Singles Plastic Bag episode 17, we're joined by Emma and Bronte, both mm-hmm. registered nurses, mm-hmm. accomplished women and both very beautiful people who are dating people I love. <laughs> yeah. And I love them too. And Moni's here, but she's just watching. First first female yeah, guest. Shout out So Moni. we thought we'd double up. Yeah. So, nursing. Who has a good story on it? Anyone got anything that stands out? Are there any nursing stories that's like your number one nursing story? Like, if your go-to, like, just maybe you early in your career, late in your prac. career. Prac. Prac. Could be anything. But, like, you're just like, holy shit, this is, like, the reality of my situation. I'm going to be a nurse. I'm going to be dealing with this. And then something exceptional happens. Okay, I have one. Oh, okay. Yep, you <laughs> it is a negative thing, though. It's all right. Um, I think I, it was still when I was You want to hold it, like, like real close. <laughs> I was just about to finish my shift, had just taken my patient to the toilet, opened her bowels, passed urine, all good. She was popped back in bed and then I'm about to head home and I was like, see you later, bye-bye. And um, she was like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom again. I was like, okay. So that's quite a rigmarole. You've got to like buzz for an orderly to help you help them to the toilet. We got to the toilet and didn't quite make it to the toilet poo everywhere right down her legs oh. right into her socks into her slippers everywhere and here is little me <laughs> on my first <laughs> nursing <laughs> prac ever in the hospital being like wow your first job. this is nursing yeah oh. and that Rude was it that was my intro to nursing oh. you loved it ever since loved it <laughs> That's just like, it's not my go-to story, but I talked about this the other day. Like, I love it when patients don't believe you. Like, you'll say, this is going to be the outcome. And they go, no, 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 it's not going to happen to me. It's not going to happen to me. It was on my final shift as a student. And I'd given um, an enema to a male patient who had been constipated for seven days. And he was like, no, it's not working. Nothing's going to happen to me. Nothing's going to happen to me. 
probably like mid 60s so it's like young enough uh, to understand okay. what's going on but like definitely very very arrogant as a man and he was like okay but like i was 20 at the time he probably thought oh, the students have Who's no idea what's going on yeah legit yeah and I remember giving him the enema and I was like, I think you should go towards the toilet because it can happen quite quickly for some people, especially <laughs> right if you, now. Because right like, he'd had like three days of being on like, you know, bowel softeners, Movicol, that type of stuff. And I was like, this is going to be the kick up the ass. Like, you know, and he was like, no, 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 I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. He buzzed as I was leaving the room. I was like, you could clearly see me, but he still buzzed me. And he was like, it's coming. It's coming. And so he could walk. And he's walking and I'm watching him legitimately shit himself down his <laughs> legs. And he's like, oh my God, you were right. And I was like, yeah. I was fucking right. <laughs> you rub it in his always face. always when you're about to hand over or mm. about to shift change. Yeah, because I was in my final year. So like at that point, my um, preceptor was legit just sitting at the nurse's station. was like, come get me if you actually need like, you know, DDs or something. So yeah. like control drugs and stuff. Otherwise, you're on your own, mate. And I was like, fuck. Showered him off. Had no gum boots, so I couldn't like stomp it down the toilet. Like, oh. <laughs> stomp it down the toilet. Well, that's yeah. what. And on, as yeah. a student, you don't get paid for it, so you're doing mm. it for free. Yep. That's no. a good experience. Mm. No, I had I think some. Every nurse has a nice poop story. That's pretty gross. I had someone shit the bed the other night. Actually, it was the first <laughs> time in a while. No, honestly, she was like, you know, being in midwifery as well, it's a bit different. Um, she was in early labour, and she'd been fucking around for days like we were like why are you still here you need to go home and just be comfortable and then you'll probably relax and everything will move along and she buzzes me going i shit the bed and i was like really she's like yeah and i looked down i was like oh you really did too like clean clean it up walked away but i was like it's been a long time since i had to do that (laughs) legit Mm. do you have any secondhand stories that you've heard from someone else that are just like crazy um what, someone at work actually was saying the other night, we were talking about when your patient dies, and um, she had her patient pass away on shift, and usually you call the family, let them know they're coming straight away. And what everyone thought was the wife came in, bawling her eyes out, kissing his dead body, everything, like super dramatic. Old man or young man? Old man. Okay. Younger kind of woman. Um, and then half an hour later, another woman shows up and goes, my husband died, like, <gasps> fully hysterically crying. Where is he? I need to go see him. And they're like, oh, I thought the <laughs> wife was already there. And it turns out that he was having an affair and his, oh, like, mistress no. had come to the first. And, yeah, <laughs> very what uncomfortable situation. Apparently, like, the woman having an affair, like, saw the other lady and then ran away and didn't come back. Good call. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> Wow. I reckon there's a lot of that that goes on. I think there would be a lot there's of that There's so too. much drama that goes on, so honestly. It's hilarious. had obviously put down, like, this other woman as his next of kin. And yeah. so the hospital had phoned her before the wife. Oof, that's crazy. Oh. Yeah. It's like, the hearing like, stories... as the wife, yeah. up, you're, like, beside yourself. Your yeah. husband's died. Uh. And then you're finding out he's had an affair. And there's this other chick that's been kissing him. Yeah. All these other emotions just start taking over. Yeah. Well, this is not nursing related, but when I was 12, my sister's boyfriend died. He had an aneurysm, played a rugby game, got tackled and he died. Freak accident. Like right? completely yeah, freak accident. Awesome. Yeah. And I remember after he had died, like, you know, within a couple minutes, because we were in Kings Canyon, which is about an hour away from Alice Springs at the time. So we had to get from Kings Canyon to Alice Springs because my sister and I 
were flying home, whereas my eldest sister, the one like her boyfriend had died, was like seeing us off and was flying to Adelaide because that's where his body had been flown to. And on the phone there was talking to someone who worked with them being like, oh, by the way, you're his third girlfriend. He had a girlfriend in Adelaide, had a girlfriend in Cairns and you're just the latest one. Like, so she's mourning the death of her boyfriend. It turns out that she was, like, the third string at the like time. Boyfriend yeah. So it was really, like, it was really sad because we all loved him. Like, he was such a nice guy. Like, he, like, 12-year-old me loved him. He played with me all the time. Like, and then finding out that. So fucking shit happens, honestly. Psychopathic, like, man. Yeah. That's crazy to be able to, like, disassociate from well, all those. Do you remember what his name is? Don't say I it. think let's not say names. Yeah. Well, he's dead now. Oh, his so. name is have that. Yeah, yeah. But speaking of like secondhand things, yeah, not on my floor at the moment because I'm on the private floor, but on the public floor, there's a chick who. So she's got a husband, who's in jail. She has a boyfriend, who's also in jail. Oh. But the father of her baby is the brother of the boyfriend, who's also in jail. Oh. And she, right now, would be in jail, and that baby's in child like foster care. Like, legit. And none of them, they all think they they're the father of this baby. Yeah, they all think they're the father of the baby because she's told them, yeah, you're the father, you're the father. Wow. I was like, when I heard that, I was like, How much what? sex are you having if you think they're all well, the father? Gang, gang. Nine months ago, like, what was she doing? Legit, for, all of, for her to be like, yep, you're the father, you're the father, you're the father. Nine months ago, she must have just been, you know, doing her own thing. Yeah, living large. Mm. <laughs> so, how much is, um... Grey's Anatomy, like an inspiration for most nurses to join the cause. Get fucked. Is it a lot or a little? <laughs> they don't even show nursing on Grey's Anatomy. Don't they? It's all drama. Half the stuff that they do on Grey's Anatomy the would be the role of a nurse. The oh. main, oh, 100%. Yeah. Like if you're ambulating a, a patient. not at a patient's <laughs> 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 We need to, we need to, uh, there, there's lingo that our viewers aren't going to understand that you say. So when I say ambulate, I mean get them up. For the, like after surgery that's not a doctor doing that that's a nurse doing that possibly a physio with them depending on what yeah. their you know ability to move is and when a patient comes into ed on Grey's anatomy the doctors are straight away like yep take the history everything a nurse does that in real life um the mm. doctor doesn't come around until they have time to so mm. super unrealistic super unrealistic so Grey's anatomy horseshit like mm-hmm. pretty much extent. And the Pretty nurse on Grey's Anatomy sleeps with all the doctors too. Which does, or at least in Australia, that doesn't happen here. Like you might make a joke, being like, "Oh, that doctor's really but cute," there whatever. Is like but a huge like hierarchy difference with the doctors mm. and nurses here. So yeah, like you feel the difference in hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are most doctors dicks, or primarily are they pretty nice? <laughs> Fucking dicks. Oh okay. This is a thing. Like working in obstetrics, we have more problems with the male obstetricians than the female obstetricians, just from a, like a female obstetricians remember your name mm. like i've been working with some of these people for three plus years and by now you should know my name yeah you're delivering their babies i'm right? delivering their babies i'm the one calling them in the middle of the night when their patients are screaming bleeding babies have passed away like that type of thing like you bloody remember my name by now yeah and the male ones where they're constantly the ones that because like in hospital if you have an incident at am i allowed to say that I'll bleep it. At the hospital or whatever, we put in an incident report. 99% of the time, it's from the male doctors. Mm. In public, it's about equal, equal, but in private, it's the male. Really? Yeah. Like, I had to put in an Eric a couple of weeks ago because... An Eric is a... Is a <laughs> incident form about an obstetrician who was legitimately swearing at me because I was calling him at 4.30 in the morning oh, with a patient yeah. who was, like 
in preterm labor who was screaming, legitimately needing to be assessed. And he was saying like, it's fucking four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I know, man, I am awake. I am awake. I am aware of what time it is. And like, they'll ask you to out, like act outside your scope of practice and you go, no, I can't do that. Yeah. And then they get upset because they're having to come in. But mm. then they'll see you the next day and be all smiles, happy and being like, I'm so sorry that I was rude to you on the phone. It's like, mm, you don't get to call me names on the phone and then think I'm going to be your BFF the next day because they know they're getting in trouble. Yeah. Like, mm. yeah. It's really interesting. I think in private practice it's different because they – they're kind of like on call 24-7 unless they share patients between themselves. Whereas mm-hmm. public, you're on call overnight and that's it or you're rostered to like a night shift. So you know you're going to be contacted. Whereas in the private system, if they get called in the night, they're more likely to be grumpy Pissing. and stuff because yeah. they're not actually yeah. rostered to work a night shift. So have you worked with a few surgeons? Um, last year when I was doing Scrub Scout, I was. Do you think surgeons can detach from the fact that they're like cutting open a person and like look at that person as like an object almost while they're doing surgery a hundred percent like even just everyone in the operating theater you see it you don't see them as a person so much because there's drapes covering the whole person yeah, and so then just be a like square, a square cut out mm-hmm. where you're actually cutting so you kind of forget that it's a person there sometimes yeah mm. it's just interesting like the type of person that can do that job like do you think some of them like have autism or asperger's or like things like that think that they need to some more aspie to mm. be honest <laughs> they're um they're really ocd or yeah ocd very and just like very particular yeah really interesting that like these things that like sometimes people think are a negative thing are, like something that some of the best humans like among us oh. need to have to, like, yeah so like i just have so much like surgeons are obviously extremely talented as well but anesthetists they have to have incredible knowledge about the human body and mm. The, the ones that are quite quirky uh, seem to be the smartest, for sure. Mm. Quirky like as in spurgy. As in, like, weird people skills kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, socially they're a bit off. Socially yeah. off, very off. Yeah. <laughs> how, are they, yeah. how are these people thinking? Like, how they operate? It's so interesting, isn't it? Mm. Just yeah. To pick their brain would be really interesting. Yeah, so, and you can tell sometimes when they've been out a really long time. Like, there's a, an ethetist that I see fairly regularly that I'm just like, you must have seen some crazy things and have that at the top of your brain all the time. Like you mm. can ask him a really odd question because sometimes that comes up and you're like, oh, what, what about this? And they just have it straight away. Whereas sometimes you can talk to doctors and they're like, hold on, give me a sec. Let me think about this. Whereas I find that anaesthetists, yeah. you give they are ready straight away. Like it's definitely they, been quite interesting to watch them. Anaesthetists are the top of the doctors. Mm. Oh, really? Pyramid for sure, yeah. Yeah. Because they have to know everything so well. Like, you're putting a patient at risk of death every time you give them an Mm. anaesthetic. Yeah. Crazy. Um, And when something goes wrong, you're you're the person that's most at fault as opposed to the surgeon. They only have to know how to stop bleeding and they have to know a lot. But, you know, they (laughs) have um, the obvious stuff to handle, whereas the anaesthetist has, like, the actual physiological stuff to handle when stuff goes wrong. Mm. What do anesthetists, like, I know that they, like, administer, like, the drugs that put you under, but how much more complex is it than that? Because I don't have a firm grasp of it. Do you, do you, do you <laughs> is it like I only did a few weeks in anesthetics. Okay. I haven't actually done that much, but they um, are responsible for waking a person up after anesthetics. So you have to make sure that you're giving them the right doses for their body weight and their comorbidities. Um, you have to be aware of all of the drugs that they're on. Mm. Um, as 
drugs can interact and cause like adverse reactions and stuff. Um, and then if there's bleeding or anything like that, you have to manage it. So from a surgical point of view, the surgeon has to find the bleeder and stop it. But the um, anaesthetist has to give drugs to reverse it, give fluids to reverse it. And Crazy. all of that mm. life-saving stuff, yeah. I think a lot of people just assume that they're just sitting there, but they're really not. Yeah. yeah, and like before I did my anesthetic rotation, I didn't realise how much anaesthetists have to mm. know. Mm. Yeah, I thought they just knocked you out and then... Yeah, see and yeah. It, seem, it seemed so easy, and before I was exposed to it, I was like, oh, like, that's cool, but, you know, kind of boring sounding. But yeah, there's a lot at stake, I guess. Mm. Mm. They use, like, paralysing agents and... um. Yeah, well, the drugs that they use are very full on. That if you give yeah. the wrong dose or don't mm. know how to use it properly, then you can easily get kill someone. <laughs> Which is quite scary. And it's quite a broad scope that they can do sometimes. Like if you think about, you know, surgery, think about like you know maternity, like epidural spinals. Like I remember when, um, like even outside of that, when I was in mental health, when I was watching someone get um, ECT, when they're getting like electroconvulsive mm. therapy, they're there as well because they have to administer. Um, propovol, which is an anesthetic agent, muscle relaxant, that type of thing. I was like, it's such a, it actually is quite more broad than just even just surgery. Yeah. What they know, like. Mm. That's interesting. What about, um, what about addiction within like the medical industry? Are there a lot of like doctors and things like that who become addicted to opioids and things like that? Or I haven't observed any, honestly. Yeah. I was talking to one of the anesthetists at my old hospital. Um, they, someone from their cohort became addicted to fentanyl. Yeah. Um, which is like a short-acting opioid, which is locked up in the drug cupboard. But as an anaesthetist, you have access to that quite easily. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's common, but it's, you know, like Bronte and I have access it to it at work as well. Like mm. if we wanted, we could probably easily inject ourselves. Yeah. You take it to the patient bedside, you check with another RN, but then you by yourself with this Schedule 8 drug. Yeah. Um, well, that's why you're supposed to technically watch them give it uh, okay. and then walk yeah. away. But that, that doesn't, doesn't always happen. Because you can just write it on the form that you did and then you just keep it. Yeah. Well, it's not even that. Like, and once you check it out mm. and you've signed it on their medication chart, you walk to the patient, you check their armband, you get them to recite their full name, date of birth. Mm. And then in a lot of situations, people walk away, whereas legally you're supposed to actually stand there, watch them until mm. either they've, like, swallowed it, we've injected it, or, like, you know, it's been placed on their skin. So you could go straight in the pocket and walk out. Yeah, you could if you yeah. want, if you really, well, like, in, tried to. In recovery, you're giving schedule eight drugs to most patients so we usually just like sign a few check signatures in advance for like the person giving it and then you know they take it to the patient they could easily transfer it into something else and then be squirting saline into the patient like, oh that's mm-hmm. interesting it seems it's like you thought about this yeah it's <laughs> well it's just like obvious you could yeah, take it yourself yeah. if you wanted to but yeah mm. interesting um, i think your colleagues would catch on yeah, you know, 100%. Like if Bronte or I took fentanyl and we have no oh, pain to like absorb it, I think it would show. Yeah. <laughs> Especially being <laughs> so small. Loopy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What about um, like depression and suicide with surgeons and anaesthetists and nursing? Is that something that's like relatively common? Because I imagine you see sometimes the worst of the worst scenarios and that might weigh on people. Mm. Is that something that is discussed openly in the community or? yes and no like I know myself because like I deal with babies that have passed away or miscarriages and like having to deliver those babies like when I first started really doing it like I got so so down in such a dark place that I was like this is actually really hard I to want to keep going well. keep going back that. to work and stuff whereas I think 
like I wouldn't say that I've got people that are suicidal, but I think you do, it does like take a toll on you. I think a lot of people that go like, oh, that's just your job. You need to get over it, whatever. But until you actually, it's sad because I'm quite desensitized to it now. Like I just sort of go like, yeah. it does change a few things mm-hmm. in the sense like, I don't know if I can't remember if I said this to you, but um, I was like, I don't think I'd announce a pregnancy until I was actually viable or longer yeah. than viable because I was like, I've so seen so many babies pass. Right. No, 24 weeks is viable. I'd probably, like, I was like, would I even wait until, like, it was even just born because babies do die in delivery. Like, I've seen so many negative outcomes. So, like, it is talked about. And, like, like, work does have things there being, like, you can go see these programs if you wanted to, this, that, this, that. But still, like, we do have quite good um, debriefing Mm. opportunities if you want to. And I find just even, like, talking to other nurses being, like, this was shit, this is what happened to me helps yeah but like i notice even with some doctors they go that was really bad or like if you've walked away because you can't handle it they'll often come and be like let's have a moment together and but then you kind of have to go okay i have to perk back up and then walk back in so that's what i've seen of it but not like suicide or anything like that and the hospitals offer really good counseling services Mm. like last week um uh one of my patients died and i was like a bit upset about it at the time and um it's normal to debrief with like your team leader and whoever is involved and stuff but they like at the hospital like at offer counseling services that's free to mm. access and yeah make it really good to talk stuff through mm. so a sense of community amongst mm. the people that you yeah. work with is really important yeah um do you Definitely. look up to older nurses are they like kind of a i guess a mother figure in I think I've been adopted by a fair few older nurses in mm. all honesty I think it's because I'm a bit of a dag when I'm actually at work <laughs> Um, and they often do like if you say this happened like because being like technically we're still juniors yeah. Yeah. Um, like if you say look I'm not okay a lot of them will be like let's go talk about it that type of thing take mm-hmm. a minute if you need to like I know I had probably about a month ago I had to do that for someone because I was team leading and they were devastated because it was their first um, like the shortened term is IOFD which stands for intrauterine fetal death and you'd be surprised how much the community does help you because you can talk about it. and they understand what you're talking about as well because it is like it can be horrible yeah. and like you can talk about it at home but it's definitely not the same as when you've got people who understand like my and nurse there when it happens. yeah mm. or they've had something similar like I know Emma and I and um, Esther our friend who's also a nurse um, we have a group chat that if something really horrible has happened at work like when your patient died yeah. we were all talking about it being like are and you okay nice, like yeah to be able to talk it through with them yeah yeah like it's it's hectic to talk about with people who don't mm. understand like i think i've got lock pretty yeah well now. it took me a while to understand that when it's not like a baby comes out dead but it's it's not just a baby coming out dead like there's a like whole story behind it like the baby is dangling in a toilet still attached to the yeah, umbilical so cord details yeah. like, like that then after that, Bronte has to like make it as like you've got to seem to like make it as normal as you can for the person who's experiencing this, who yeah, has this baby dangling, like, well, and then you got to go down. take this baby and take photos of it. And it looks yeah. like a little jelly bean, and mm. you like, yeah, it, it's it's pretty wig out. Mm. What about some good news? Yeah, let's some good. Let's oh. change the topic. Yeah, sorry, I always kill moods. No, 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 no. It's no, really, it's, really it's interesting. interesting. Like, it's it's crazy it is that interesting. You have to comp- comp- compartmentalize that and like process yeah. and deal with that. And there's all like these schmucks out there going and sitting in this air conditioned office and go, oh, yeah. I've got to sit mm-hmm. here for a while. Yeah. Doing Nursing is incredibly amazing. Oh, it's so good. Like some days I go to work feeling 
like nervous that what can potentially yeah. happen mm. that day, like especially like last week after um, being in a new job, you like don't really know where everything is and then when there's an emergency situation, you're like, oh my gosh, and then negative outcome, your patient dies. Like I did everything I could, the doctors came, did everything they could, negative outcome. Um, then you feel like anxious going to work the next day. Mm. And so some days, yeah, it can suck, but some days are amazing. Like mm. you can make such a difference yeah. in people's lives. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, it's, it's never the same. Which is so good. It's like a roller coaster of yeah, emotion. Oh, it is. Hey, Emma, yeah. do you want some wine? Yeah. Dylan's <laughs> asking. Yeah. Wine, anyone? Monty, you want a pim? Oh, no, um, I think he's. We have good outcomes, though. A lot of the time, um, like working in theatre, a lot of patients will wake up after having like their tumour cut out, cancer no, removed. Oh. I did like the cancer yeah. free. I love that. I love it when like. Really oh my god! Is he totally sitting at the puddle though? <laughs> Hi, Monique. Shout out to the beautiful and glorious Monique. I love you, Monique. Sexy booty. Ooh. Did you ever heard about that festival? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I love that, it. When I put that on my story, that got so many replies. Yeah, so it should. <laughs> I love it when you find answers. Mm. Like, because working in women's health as well, some people can have chronic pain for years and years and years mm. and then finally go, I'm going to go see a doctor about it. Mm. And then they go, whoa. What? Oh, you want that? Um, there's my answer and you can just see like the sense of relief come from them yeah. and you're like, wow, I totally like changed your life. Changed your life. That's cool. Really cool. Well, like yeah. Yesterday, um, I had a 20 year old patient and I was like, oh, well, like, her first similar in age, this is awesome because I love it when patients are close mm. in age. Yeah. It actually makes it more fun yeah. and you can like have better banter. It's and, actually hilarious. Um, she had gone in for like an investigation surgery to find out whether she had endo. And turns endometriosis. out she had endometriosis. Okay. And um, she was just sobbing with relief that she finally had a diagnosis because mm. for seven years she'd had intense pain, intense bleeding, and she'd had scans and doctors had told her it's all in your head, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And like so many of my friends I know have gone through similar things. Mm. And to finally get a diagnosis, it's insane. Like your feelings and your pain is validated. And yeah, mm. she was just sobbing and she's like, I'm so sorry for crying, but like I have a diagnosis. Okay, it's like, be so bad okay. if you've had all these doctors say it's in your head. It's in your head. Like a oh, doctor saying, you, like, you hold doctors in such high esteem and then they're saying it's in your head. And I like, watched, not, a, I watched I a doctor this. this weekend just go on, do that to someone. And I was like, he put her on um, like a low dose of diazepam, which is an anti-anxiety because he was like, no, nah, she's manic, blah, 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 blah. I was like, no, 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 mate. She's actually not okay because yeah. he'd come in for two seconds to see her. Yeah. I'd been with her all day, and I was like, "She's not manic. She's actually she's funnily enough like legit a month to the day older than me." Yeah. So again, you get that good report because you're the same age. Yeah. And she was like, "I'm not schizo," and I'm like, "I know you're not schizo. Yeah. Like I can see you're not schizo, but they sometimes yeah. will be like, "No, no, no. What you're feeling is wrong. You've just got like you know, you've got depression, ligament pain, hmm. and you're like." get fucked you're actually fine in the sense that you're mentally, mentally stable but you're actually yeah. feeling something yeah it's actually so annoying really interesting so just to kind of 
during the show, and so it's kind of a lighter mood, if that's okay. Mm. Cool. You've de- you've definitely delivered more alive babies than not alive babies, yeah. right? Okay, so yeah. that must be fucking awesome, like grabbing a baby and passing it to like the doctor and then to the dad, and then you know that moment, like, and then you find out the name of the child, and you're like, my favorite is when they don't know the gender, and then you, yeah, it's so, it's so funny in the sense that. Um, like a couple in December, because I don't go to breastfeed as often as I used to. Yeah. In December, I had a student nurse with me and she was in her final year. So she's taking over a lot of stuff. And we joked being like, is the baby, uh, I can't remember what names it were, but like a Percy or an Annabelle. And she delivered and the student midwife yelled out, it's an Annabelle, it's an Annabelle. And I was like, it's a Percy, it's a Percy. Like you just have to laugh. Like it's actually, it's a, I always cry. It's a boy. It's actually a boy, yeah. You always cry. I always cry. Really? Every birth. Yeah, Holy every birth. How many births do you reckon you've had? I don't know, honestly. It would be a pretty magic, magical moment. Well, it's not a psychedelic experience because you've got, like I said before, you get that adrenaline rush being yeah. like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy yeah. shit. But there's such relief when you pass, like you've caught the baby, you've passed it up to mum, they've grabbed it and they start crying and you're like, everything is good. Mm. Like, and you start hearing them cry, you're always like, you always take a deep the breath. The baby like, or the mum? The baby. But often both. But often both, yeah. Like, I was in a <laughs> delivery on um, on Thursday night. And, yeah, join us, Mon. Oh, no. It's stuck in there. Welcome, Monique. She's not a nurse. <laughs> but she is a dental. She works in healthcare. Yeah. yeah. Hello. <laughs> um, shout out to Monique who fixed my retainer when it broke during COVID. Yeah. She saw inside my mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, what is in? What is it like inside Bronte's mouth? Are there holes, cavities? Oh, like, no, it wasn't too bad. It's a pretty clean place in there. I've seen much worse. Did she brush her teeth that morning? I was actually pretty dodgy. I was like, oh my god, Monique's going to see that. I didn't brush very well. No, no. Uh, I think in dental, there's like no judgment. So mm. yeah, probably same in nursing. You don't yeah. judge people's pubes all the time. No, but like you were so nice to me. It felt being, it's always different when you're on the other side of it though. Like when you're a patient, you're always like, oh, they're looking at me. Like, cause I, like the few times I've been a patient, I've always been like very concerned, more concerned than I should be. Where they're looking. Yeah. Like when I had my laparoscopy for my endometriosis, I was like, this is weird being on the other side of it. I was like having to do the checklist, having to have like, you know, the horrible compression stockings on, being basically nude underneath gowns. It was such That's a humbling cool. experience. And knowing you'll be nude in a few seconds in front yeah. of everyone. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Do you reckon they, like, the surgeons see someone come in? <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? No. And they go, oh, yeah, this girl is hot. <laughs> Wait, look, after, like, Because you look good nude. Yeah. I have got a story. There you go. So, at the hospital that I used to work at that I will not name, there was a gynecologist that was quite young. He was probably, like, late 30s. Um, so, only, like, a few years out of his training. And, um, like, he was, like, kind of attractive. He wasn't, like in my opinion, that attractive, but he felt like he was very attractive, very up himself. <laughs> and um, he was doing like I a... Story. <laughs> I hate these people. Nah, keep going. This is um, these people and these stories are such wankers. So he's got his fingers in there. 
doing like what he has to do. I love how even though you're not a midwife, we always gesture with our hands like this. Like and you're yeah, always like show you guys. Legit, like you're like moving he your hands. He was doing around. an examination mm. and this patient's unconscious and his ties were all in the room. And then he starts talking about how in his rooms he makes women feel uncomfortable when he has to do an examination. What? Because how of like how good looking he is. Oh, oh get and wrecked. We're all like what? And he's like, yeah, I'll have my fingers in there and they all start blushing. And uh, we're like, you are disgusting. Uh, Be professional. So. Yeah, I'm not sometimes, sometimes I think the doctors get a bit of a, like, ooh, younger girl, just, like, yeah. ego-wise. Yeah. It's funny, like. But it's weird because, like, <laughs> they didn't, like, choose who they went to, really. He. He exactly. just happened to be you the guy like, it's not, it's not like this guy is a hot doctor. Let's no, go to him. No, I want no. his when, fingers inside me. When you, I got bro, you just got, you just got lucky. You're <laughs> just, lucky. The, you're, when you're I got just like the cattle who rather, didn't get shot. Oh, I wouldn't want him. When I got <laughs> referred to the gynecologist that did my lap, all I'd heard was, you know, he's got rooms here where the GP was, you know, he's very good, blah, blah, blah. Since, like, I was a student when I got my lap done. Since working professionally, I've heard... Do you work with him now? I've, like, talked to him once on the phone because he normally works out of a different hospital. But I've heard horrendous stories of so many different things that I'd be like, I would never go near you again. No, I Never go near you again. I was like, you've seen inside my body. Like, ugh. If your profession involves that kind of... Really personal. Really personal stuff. I think you need to keep it per- professional. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yuck. How could they make them better professionals? Like these guys who think that all that. Screen them. I don't know. Get them I don't drunk. know. I just don't. It's, I don't understand what would possess. Because most people go into med in their twenties. Mm. What possesses a mid twenty year old male to go into obstetrics and gynae? Mm. Yeah. Unless it's pretty like weird somewhat perverted yeah (laughs) yeah yeah like i work with them and then some of them are that like that and some of them aren't like there was one recently that when he first came to the hospital we were all like holy shit there's finally a hot one because there's no attractive ones (laughs) honestly there's no attractive ones like it wasn't me but a friend of mine who i won't name (laughs) no 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 honestly a friend of mine who i won't name we were all you're blushing you're (laughs) blushing well he's married i can't do anything but anyway he we've heard one of my good friends, Willow, sorry, Willow, um, she um, that name. when he first started, she would openly be like, oh my gosh, he's gorgeous, like I love him, blah, blah. And one day we were talking about him and she was like, oh, I hope he's on. He's always so nice and he's so beautiful. And he walked past and he was blushing something fierce because he was so embarrassed. Yeah, he totally did. And then after that, it was so funny. Every time he walked past, he would like not make eye contact with her and I would piss myself laughing That's so funny. and she was like just bury me bury me here right now and he's lovely like some i feel like it's different characters like mm-hmm. again just a bag private it's private ones that i think personally yeah, yeah like that. but it's like everyday I'm life getting gawk getting gawked at like to yell yeah by by girls it wouldn't be it would be uncomfortable personally i don't think like he was that cute but she did uh, if she does and she like He's overheard her saying something. It's awkward for him. Yeah. It's like a, it's like if you overhear yeah. a guy go, "Oh my god, Emma's on my knee, oh my bronze," like gawking over you like yeah. that. It's awkward. It's so strange. Mm-hmm. Like you know when you catch someone looking at you. I have you. a story. Oh. Hold it close. Oh. So <laughs> when you're coming out of anesthetic, your hearing is the first thing to come back before you can actually move your body or indicate that you're awake. And um, two of my colleagues were talking about this patient 
while he still had his tube in, he still was unconscious, talking about how hot he was and that he looked like he was like a badass that was in the army because he had a shaved (laughs) head and tattoos. Anyway, he comes to, they pull out his airway tube and he wakes up and he's like, I heard you guys talking about me. And they were like, what? And he's like, yeah, I could hear you. I just couldn't move my body. And they were so scared that he was going to sue because of, you know, it. Like, That's not something to be upset a, about. No, but um, if I was a female patient anaesthetized and I could hear my male nurses talking about how hot yeah. I was, yeah. I would be really angry. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you don't remember so that period, as though. A patient. Like, well, it's just. Uh, yes, you don't often remember your time in recovery. I just remember having to pee. There's definitely a disparity if there's definitely a disparity between men and guys, uh, men and men and females. Because if I came home and I was like, and I was 14 years old, and I said, I I just banged, I just banged Jennifer Lopez. At the age she is now, 50-year-old, like, smoking hot, you'd be like, oh, that is gone. Like, you're a legend, bro. But if Alec Baldwin, like, a 14-year-old girl comes home and goes, I banged Alec Baldwin, you'd go, that's fucking right. Lock him up. Why is it so different? Like, they're both disgusting in my opinion. I don't know. I think that just comes back to, like, men are seen as more powerful and they can defend themselves, whereas women are vulnerable and, like, oh, so precious. Yeah. Yes, but know. it's just funny how there's like. I don't know where to go though. Well, can I, I add like a little bit to this? I heard this interesting one thing once. They did like a study mm. on what men's greatest fears are, and their greatest fears is being publicly humiliated, but a women's greatest fear is being like assaulted. <laughs> so the I difference think that, that, that. kind of gives you reason as to why, you know, that is a social issue. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> actually think it's very interesting when you look at like for example the other night I'm walking out of work and I heard somebody behind me I could see it was a man behind me and I was like straight away call lock being like I don't feel safe whereas if you're a boy you'd be like I hear someone behind me whatever it's very interesting that like you still feel unsafe but I think you like (laughs) look at what they're wearing and you assess that maybe even look at their skin maybe you look at their skin color sometimes you know that's racist yeah, it is. It is racist, but it's been like built into us. Like you know, if you feel a certain way, like you can't help but feel that way. You didn't hear what I said. I heard this joke the other day, and it was like he said it was a white guy, and he said if I'm a white guy and it's like late at night and I'm walking along the street and there's another white guy who looks sketchy walking towards me, I'm crossing the street to go to the other side because I don't want to walk past this guy. But if there's a black guy and he looks sketchy, he's walking towards me. I'm not going to cross the street because I don't want to look racist. Like, that's that's interesting. It was a comedy bit, but like it's just comedy. But it's like, yeah. like you know, this is just conversation. You know, no one, ah. no one here hates people who are of a different color, race, or ethnicity. It's just yeah. conversation. But yeah, you're right. Women, women have got it a lot harder than men do, for sure, without a doubt. It's, it's the reality of the situation. It's actually like a genuine fear, though, in the sense of like when with Locke and I were in America, I thought there was a few times like when we were staying in San Francisco, we saw a lot of like you know. Lower socioeconomic people, a lot of homeless, people. a lot of homeless people. Like it was actually genuinely scary. And I, there was a few times that I, th- I think I said this to Locke at the time. I was like, if someone tried to hold you back, I would not still be safe though. Like if someone pinned him and got him out the way, <laughs> yeah. Like, I was so, I was so scared. Out. Like they the don't know what ways up. Like They're it was actually so scary. scary. Oh yeah, it's. I, I was. Uh, it is scary. An underpass or whatever 
when there's people homeless people. Even in Australia, I feel a bit like, oh. Yeah. But it's funny, like, I will feel uncomfortable if I'm ever walking by myself and I see that there's men coming towards me. And that they might look normal, but even then, like, because you never know. At night. Mm. But sometimes even in general, no. like, if I'm in an area where I could but be well, slightly secure. I, 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 I have never... wolf whistles. I have like, never been in a situation it's just so where being a female. Yeah. What I have experienced is a gay man not giving up on like oh, yeah, the chase cool. of and, and James has experienced as well, like mm. a gay dude coming up to you. Yeah, that would be full on. James James would leap that name. He was at a they were at a music festival up the coast and it was Mardi Gras and mm. this that he had a mustache and guys kept coming up to him and one guy in this club would not leave him alone and James had said go away piss off piss off I don't want to talk to you time and time again and by the end of it James goes oh yeah can I have uh, yeah summer or oh, get me a, get me a cause get me a cause as well yeah yeah shout out Bronte um, yeah yeah and, and he, he was we spoke about it and he was like I had to tell this guy to like literally fuck off like st- like don't come near me I'm gonna hit you I'm gonna punch you if you come near me and he's like I've never ever felt like that it was so strange to like not have control of the situation and be like if a chick's like annoying you in a club you can go piss off like get out of here I don't want and they'll leave but like this guy was like at him kept going at him like yeah yeah I think a lot of girls experience this like every night they go out yeah yeah, yeah. I think you do you you, you definitely yeah. would. It makes such a difference, hey, like if you're on a girls' night out and you're only with girlfriends versus like when I've gone out with you guys, no one even tries anything. Mm. Whereas like if it's just us girls, there's always people hovering. It's yeah. Because yeah. You know, yeah. you yeah. like dudes, like when you go out with single dudes, you will sit at a bar and you'll be sitting in the corner and you go, oh, like boys, look at that chick over there. Like someone, like one of the single guys, go, look at that chick. Oh, she's <laughs> hot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, girlfriend's hot. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's sick. Mm. That's sick. And then he was like, slowly gravitate towards like you see them go to the dance floor you're like oh yeah this is my moment like let's do it let's go let's go let's go like someone make a move like go we're hearing the game plan this is how it goes though like and and it doesn't work the only time it's worked is once at burley for you for for damn oh right shout out dibba yeah we were legit sitting i go go, the whole names man (laughs) give you more work to do yeah, well, I was like um, in X and Y one night and I was just sitting in one of the back booths, booths just like observing people and you can literally see just young guys sitting there and they don't even talk to each other. They just look yeah. to see like what girl looks available. It's like a little hunt that they go on like every night and the girls are just trying to have a good girls night or most of them, I reckon. Yeah, I, I, but then you got to of them. Where, where has this behaviour come from? Yeah, Why, it could have come. It, it could have come from... Uh, the access to pornography that we have. A lot of these guys oh. are sitting at home. <laughs> no, it's an instinct. We're fucking animals. We're driven yeah, yeah, yeah. to like reproduce. And yeah, so they sit at home and, and, and they trap their dick all week and, and they look at these girls and they go, oh, you know, I can go out. And, and then they go out. And they're I think they're I think fresh 18. They've never had this opportunity to go out, sure. buy drinks at okay. a bar, like sit here, like look yeah. at hot chicks walk around. Yeah. Like they've never had the opportunity and now they're just like out there. Yeah. Like they're 18. They're, mm. they're not smart. I know. They're, f- they're, they're straight out of grade 12. Yeah. So there's these like six idiots sitting there. They're going to do something stupid. Forever men have been trying to fuck women, you know, like they go out and they try and have sex with women. That's I what we do. That's just like what it is. That's what <laughs> it's like built into men. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is. It's like built into us. Like Wait, instinct. can I ask you guys uh, a is. question? Yeah. So think back to when you were 18. Did you in your mind think like, oh yeah, nightclubs, that's where you get chicks. Chicks are like all over. Like, is that what you thought in your I mind it would be? I just thought it was like an epicenter of like 
Sex. Fun, drinking, yeah. you know, drug and taking. Do you see it more as like socializing? Or Thank you like so much. I'm going to oh, get what? laid. It's both. It's both. And then you can I, I, I have rarely oh, gone out of my lifetime, Emma, and ha- like with the like idea of getting laid. Mm. Like maybe for like six months. Clubbing is shit, yeah. 100% shit. Yeah, just as like a little leeway, what are your thoughts on post-COVID-19 clubbing? How do you Oi. think that's going to change the clubbing mm. scene? I haven't brought that up yet, actually. COVID in general. Yeah, this is a time capsule. We'll look back on this one day, maybe. 20, 30 maybe years. this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my own beer. Yeah, post-coronavirus. Post do you want to bring the VOD back? Well, coronavirus clubbing in general will be really interesting. Like, will people be wearing face masks? Will they, like, social distance? Like, people just going to be willing to hook up with, like, random... I like would be really surprised if people wore face masks. Mm. Because if you think about the explosion of people on Tinder, mm. or, like, those dating apps in general, who haven't given two shits about yeah. coronavirus, yeah. Mm. like, I feel like... It would take a lot because young people are arrogant, you know, like we were the people that thought, you know, we're not going to get it. But then it turned out the highest demographic that have it was, you know, women over the age of 21. You know? Oh, right. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. I feel like we'll go back to clubbing and it'll be like normal. Mm. Like when you go to a shopping center now, everyone's acting like it's normal, you know? Yeah. There's no social distancing. I know like for myself, I don't like in July, I think we can have hundred people in one space if it's outdoors yeah. like i won't feel comfortable going to fridays i don't know neither hundred people in that outdoor area i was saying i don't want to expose myself to i was saying this yeah. to my roommate last night i was like post covid parties if i don't know who 90 percent of the people are don't think i'd go mm. just because you can't trust other people yeah. i think until our state maybe our state and whoever's going to buddy up with us for travel has a huge decrease in numbers that stays low. Yeah, yeah, I'll feel weird. I'll just feel a bit nervous about it because you don't know. Work like you want to be mm. able to keep going to work so you can have an income. Yeah. And if you contract coronavirus, you've got to have the time off. And Unless you get it at work, and then they pay for your leave. And then they pay for your leave. <laughs> That's, That's so COVID. good to know. No, legit. We have to like. We literally have to sign. If someone was COVID positive, you have to sign a thing saying, "I went into this room. I did this. I did yeah. that." For them to actually accurately say you're exposed to COVID at work. Yeah. Mm. And like so we test people fairly regularly. So. Trips to mm. jump through. Yeah. Yeah. You guys were talking about the ventilators with coronavirus. Can we just dive into that for a sec? Yeah. Apparently, if you go on a ventilator, you'll. That's basically it, right? 90% of people who go on a ventilator pass away? I think 80%. Mm, 80%? Something like that. Yeah. So your body struggles to cope once you come off a ventilator Mm. because it's doing all of the work for you. Mm. But your muscles struggle to... Your lungs struggle to expand and contract on themselves. But you know what's interesting? I was reading an article the other day that was saying that on autopsy, maybe a ventilator wasn't the best idea to put COVID patients on just because the amount of impact it has on their lungs and like ventilators, you know, basically not being the most positive thing for the body except for in life-saving measures that actually it's not the right course of treatment, which I thought was really interesting. Mm. But they have such a low threshold. Like we have been talked about quite extensively because I put my hand up to be like, I would be on a COVID ward. Like, no issue. I will go do it. What have you, what have you. upskilled us all to yeah, definitely at work as well. Oh, like really? Been, yeah. Well, that's the thing I did last week was I, they upskilled me for high-dependency COVID wards, mm. which is very interesting. They have very low thresholds for sending them to go for ventilators, which I thought was actually quite surprising. I yeah. would have thought they would have had to be, like, a bit more picky, but 
they were saying the guidelines are quite the second that there's any sort of oxygen requirement because nearly every form of oxygen delivery system is an aerosol like risk mm. is better off going on um, ventilators which I thought was funny yeah. I thought that was, a, was really interesting um, a dentist that I work with when all this started apparently someone asked him if he'd be willing to come work on the front line in the hospitals and really? he's like I'm a dentist you know um, can barely do any of that shit mm. yeah like isn't that a bit worrying right that's weird I what I also don't understand is that they were asking for nurses who have gone into retirement to come out of retirement to work back on mm. the wards if there was this huge um, influx, influx of COVID like in the US and you know, nurses that have been retired for years they don't know best practice like they're very experienced but they haven't been in the game for a long time and like considering the and amount of education the risk like age bracket mm. for dying because nurses like don't tend to retire until they actually have to retire like oh, in my there's experience, there's a nurse at least. I with that's in her seventies. So I don't know why she's yeah, still there. Yeah, ex- same. Her husband is an anesthetist, so they can afford to <laughs> retire without. How many her days working. does she work? Like four, four days a week. That's solid. Wow. She does. She only does six-hour shifts now, but still. <laughs> Good on her. I hope that's I'm gone. Not working but in even my then, like some of the girls I work with on the ward are in their sixties, and you're like, and they talk about they're you know close to retirement, and I'm like, yeah, you are close to retirement. She's seventy-three. Wow, that's so impressive. There was a lady who I worked with in Birth Suites who was 71, I think, when she finally was, like, done. It took her a a decent fall at work for her to be like, I'm done. Yeah, Yeah. the only reason that this lady has decided to retire is because of COVID. And she feels that's retarded. That's the only reason. Mm. Man. Good on it. She must be pretty fit, though. Yeah. Yeah. To keep up, you have to actually be pretty agile, active, like, Mentally mm. fast. Mm. Yeah. And physically, babe. Yeah. And physically. Mentally. You gotta be in shape. You gotta be in shape, <laughs> mate. Oh, you know, you lifting lifting weights, mate, uh, increases your bone density. Squeezing yeah. <laughs> patients up the bed. <laughs> My back gets royally fucked when I don't do it properly. So. Yeah. Exactly right. Go on. Squats. Forty body weight squats. You couldn't do forty. Right I would now, love right. to know how much the government in total is spending for COVID. Like, I know half my ward that I work on has been bought out by the government for COVID beds, which we aren't using as COVID beds. So they're spend. I this is how I. They could be used it. for homeless people. Hey, it's just sick. Yeah, the I was system like, we live you in. could totally be going. You know, you're not using it as COVID beds. Why don't you put other patients in it? Mm. That type of thing, which I well, thought. Well, they cleared ICUs everywhere, mm. and then they weren't needed. So there's ICU beds that are empty, not making money, and in a private hospital, that's thousands of dollars. Thousands like a ward bed costs over a thousand dollars to the hospital. In a private ward bed, day. it's more than that every single night. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have patients who, like, for example, they haven't waited the year for their health cover, and they've fallen pregnant. Like we had a patient recently who unfortunately had her baby was very small, had um, preeclampsia problems, and they knew that she was probably going to deliver early. And she was only twenty seven weeks, and her health fund didn't kick in until like late June. So she ended up having to go to the public floor because it was like two thousand dollars a night for a private bed. Mm. So imagine that in the sense of ICU. ICU is so much more cost wise. Yeah. We've got to talk about the origins of coronavirus, you know, the wet markets in China, because that's that's Maybe. the origin. Or, or, well, we've got to think, like, let's think about that just for a sec. Like, as medical professionals, when you hear about the wet markets and that's the, yeah, that's the source of this virus. I was super surprised to see they opened it back up again. Yeah. I just, like, I feel like if it was in Australia, our government would be like, no, 
this that's a source of infection. Let's keep that shot down until we know it's safe to open Australia's back up and have like good in that sense. fifty mm. days of COVID free or something like that. But Australia's good in that sense of even like, you know, we had one mass shooting and then all our guns got taken away. Yeah. Like other countries are definitely not in that frame of mind. Like look at the US. They're mm. the COVID hotspot for the entire world. Yeah. But I don't really see them being like... And they're like, also yeah. the school shooting hotspot yeah. for the Yeah, world. that's that's exactly yeah. right. Like well, the school shootings have stopped really. COVID um, helps school shootings, but the government won't. I love that meme. Yeah. Oh, the memes are so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Nah, I'm pretty pissed at China, to be honest. Like, specifically <laughs> the Chinese Communist Party, which is fair enough because this is going to be a huge, a China. humongous, <laughs> humongous world impact. No, seriously, China mm. is going to like our lifetime. And for years. Yeah. Like, think about flights. Mm. Flights and the cost to travel will be impacted for years. Mm. But my bank account's happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As nurses, you guys are like, like financially very secure Actually, for a eh? long time. No, but even like I was saying to Locke today, I got paid what we got paid in the last week or the week before, I've spent like $12 on non-essential things. Mm. I was like, normally I'd be spending more than that. Like, yeah. it's actually been great in the sense of saving. And I'm, but Yeah, well, it's saving because you still have the same amount of work. Yeah. People out there who don't have working. any work. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's easy. Just let me go see people. Yeah, we're very yeah, grateful. We you are a hero. I think you should be so that. grateful that you give me and Red $200 each for letting you be on <laughs> this podcast. Feel, I feel like almost guilty Monique, because hey, you're in this too. <laughs> by the time patients, so we've only been doing emergency operations up until like last week. Mm. Um, so work has been pretty quiet and I still can get all of the discounts like yeah. 50% off burgers at so many oh. places, free coffees at Macca's. No, I'm free not on the front line. <laughs> Like, all of the patients have to do a COVID test before they come to us in theatres. Do so they? Wow. I've swapped so yeah. many people for COVID for just sniffling noses and it comes no, back negative. And I'm like... So, they all yeah, have to do right a COVID up their screening nose, make their eyes water and then you go to the back of their throat. <laughs> like, we do it because if they're slightly symptomatic, it's hospital policy. Like, slightest temperature, they have to get swabbed mm. and that type of thing. And... You'll, you know, put on gear for, you know, 12 hours or so waiting until you get that negative positive result back and then you don't have to do anything because half the time they're negative and it's actually fine, which is very funny because we all get really stressed being like, holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck, yeah. and then it's actually fine. What do you reckon about the nurses, um, like the TikTok dances with the nurses? Because like TikTok's like emerged and then coronavirus has emerged and all the nurses are doing TikTok dances and getting like kind of... I would be so very surprised if that wasn't happening on any other shift than night shift. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because, for example, like, I know that when I'm on night shift, you do actually get sometimes a couple of minutes. Like, I know recently my, I was working on a night shift with one of my closest nursing friends, Annie, and she and I were like, we've got, like, a couple of minutes to kill. So, we work, We figured out to do, work out, like, a little workout exercise every hour on the hour, whereas normally we'd never get time to do that. Mm. But if you're on a day shift, you're constantly running until people go to bed you're constantly running whereas on night shift you tend to have a bit more time like i would be very surprised all over the world mm. if those tiktoks were happen at any other time than night shift it's all one oh no i was just gonna see so you know how there was that one where the nurses pretended to have a coffin or they were making fun oh, of I that i haven't seen that one no you know those, those you four bla- I've, sh- I've shown you those four guys those four african guys it's like okay they're carrying the coffin and going 
Oh, <laughs> that one. Yeah, yeah, they recreated that they in the scrubs, and they had like a fake body, and then coronavirus written in like the feet when they're carrying it. Yeah, oh, and there was a lot of hate on carrying, it. Carrying coronavirus, I think that's what they were trying to imply that they oh. killed coronavirus. Oh. But yeah, <laughs> do, so a lot of people said it was insensitive. I would probably say it's insensitive too. Yeah, you re- you agree. Do you like guys I think that's insensitive? Yeah, it's a bit weird. Yeah, I think it's insensitive. Unprofessional, if anything. Like I know I've never filmed a TikTok. And at work, I should say, I film TikToks, but like outside of work, I haven't seen anyone film TikToks inside of work. Yeah. Like the ones that I have seen have been ones that are just nursing haha ones. Like, mm. and half the time you can tell the backgrounds aren't actually at work. Yeah. Like I think there was one that Emma and I were literally joking about just before we started recording about the song where it's like, hello, hello, I'm not where I'm supposed to be talking about a female catheter. And you can tell the background's actually in her room, not actually in a hospital and things like that like I think what the do you think that that is just unprofessional in itself like a nurse doing that like whether it's at home or work I think it's fun like we were talking Mm -hmm. about how the the four nurses like recreated the black dudes and like TikToks being done at work I said it would be very unlikely it would be done other than on night shift well I know like for the like two weeks that we only had like very minimal surgeries it was so quiet like we would go hours without having a patient because you're just waiting on an emergency mm. um so like i know like people at work were making tiktoks then oh really because you just have no patients so you have no responsibility mm. Mm. like the second there's a patient there you've got things to do mm. but like i was saying before on night shift you tend to have time yeah. whereas during a day no way yeah. you've got no time like i like the difference between a night shift and a day shift is crazy different unless well. you're in ed unless you're in ed good point you guys say ed i just think erectile dysfunction <laughs> 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 is that what's on your mind though e can we talk about it for a minute what, what, what am i doing wrong do you think that. you have erectile dysfunction no. <laughs> i was gonna say you're only 25 wait hold you're 26 now hey I'm 26. You're oh that's the age it happens hey penis works well right Haha, <laughs> she hasn't responded. <laughs> Does this make you feel uncomfortable that you're doing a podcast with your girlfriend? Does it make you feel uncomfortable being doing a podcast with your girlfriend? Is it different? No. Considering it's the first time you've had females on this? No, it's pretty similar. Lovely. What prompted you to start the podcast? I yeah, OG stories. I don't know. Like, I really think there's some crazy, fucked up, stupid things going on in this world. And I just wanted to talk about it. And, like, I wanted to be a voice in this world, I guess. Like, have a say. Mm. You know, sometimes I feel like. Like, I was talking to LB, I was like, how do we make a difference? How do we make a change in this world? Like, how do you do anything in this world? Like, you know, we're so insignificant and such nothings. You know, we're such fucking nothings. You know, you can just be... A and I just... I don't know. You Does it make you feel like you're very small? I do feel, like, so insignificant. You know, I feel like one of seven billion or one of 26 million in Australia. But I, l- I think you'd feel less insignificant than someone who, like, goes to work every day. Like, you're getting your opinions out there. Yeah, at least getting, yeah. It, getting it out there, you know? Like, like, even if no one's listening to does it. Does it make you worry that some people don't yeah, agree with your opinions? Oh, I don't mind if people disagree. You know, that's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got their own opinion. It's part and parcel of voicing your opinions. Yeah. I think it, I think it, I don't know. What do you think Pe- of me? Like, you're people on this ride with me. Like, sometimes I get, like, pinned down like it's all me. People no people think that, like, if you make, if you say, s- if you say something, that, like, your whole, like, basis of how you live your life is attached to that. Mm. And, like, you can't change from that. Mm. But like, when in actual fact, like, you... Like, I have my mind changed every day about things. Like, for, like, things that I change, like... You're very open-minded, you being open-minded. You really are, though. Yeah. Like, we were talking about this today, like, how sometimes even just listening to someone else's point of view can change, like, you just going, okay, I'll take that on board. Like, I think that's something that's really positive for you as a person. Like, you actually take what other people have said on board 
but do your own research. Don't take everything at face value, which I think is quite positive. Yeah, and like people think that like you you build this idea and then you like have this ideology and once your ideology is attacked, like they're attacking you as a person. They're like you, this idea that you thought, like you said it, like that's who you, that's who you are. Mm. It's just an idea. Like yeah, ideas can, can be changed. Like your state of mind can be changed. Like how you how you operate. Uh, it's yeah. Changing your opinion or changing other people's opinion is a very powerful thing. Yeah. Education in general is such a powerful thing. Like the fact that you can, someone could be so ignorant and be like, black is white, black, white is black. Mm. Whereas you can go, no, there's actually a spectrum of colors. It's actually quite interesting. Like I found leaving school, coming from the environment that we did, very interesting in the sense of going, there's actually so much, many more facets to nearly every single topic that you can think of. Mm. Whereas beforehand Especially it was this or that. Yeah, and you're being exposed to so many other people's opinions mm. every day. Yeah. Like at work, like pretty much every job you go into, you'll be exposed to the public. Yeah. And you're g- gathering so many different opinions about how things are, how things should be. Yeah, it's crazy. There's a lot out there in this world. It's pretty mm. nuts. And to get it right is so hard. And to like, uh, like I'd like to have the right opinion, have my like moral and ethical compass like facing north and like true, but. It's hard to get right. But time. right is so subjective though. Like, yeah. you know, it depends on everyone's individual upbringing, thought processes, education yeah. level. Like, I don't think there's ever anything 100% right. Yeah. Ever. Mm. You yeah. know, like, I f- it well, takes so much more than that. Like, yin and yang. Like, it, there's always going to be good and there's always going to be bad in the world to, like, mm. keep it even. Yeah. Are you blazed? Yeah. Why did you do that? <laughs> when you start saying yin and yang, that's when you know. Yeah, I'll, a second. Like, <laughs> like, it, 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 it can't get out of balance. Though. Like, imagine if there was just good in the world. Like, what what would it be like? Boring. It'd be pretty yeah. boring. Like, well, it's not not even just the fact that it'd be boring. There'd be, like just be no balance. Well, like, people would. Me saying, I ate a Pluto pup at the park. Well. <laughs> what? <laughs> a Pluto pup. What's the Pluto pup? I don't know. Sounds like a dagwa dog. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So, um, if I can get serious, what do you think the biggest issues will be for our generation, or at least the next oh 50 or god. 60 years? No, like, no, don't say, oh god, these are things that, like, really matter to us. Like, if you're yeah. going to have kids and grandkids, this is the world you're going to live leave them, like, mm. you know? So, you should think about these things and, like, think, how can I make a difference or a change? Off the cuff, straight away, I thought of climate change, GFC, yeah. and just general, like, how environment, how, like, not even environment, like, how people act towards each other. Yeah. Like, you know, environment you know, climate change, that type of thing, GFC, are we going to completely go mm. in the next couple of months, especially with coronavirus impacting stock markets. And, like, I think it'll be very interesting to see, like, when we were kids, it wasn't so accepted for, you know, gay, transgender, that type of thing. It'll be interesting to see how that changes the next couple of years because there's so many things that we previously thought was politically correct, which is not politically clear, correct anymore. Mm. Yeah, I reckon that's going to play such a huge role in the next couple of years because we've had such a big change because of coronavirus mm. what's going to emerge as important mm. if that makes sense i think um yeah like so obviously like the gfc and stuff is very terrible at the moment and it's probably going to get worse before it gets better but what goes down has to come up mm. um like i think that that's always going to be up and down but the like socio-economic stuff that Bronte was saying like with the lgbti community like that's just getting better and better like mm-hmm. our society is becoming more and more acceptable of difference um like racism like people are banding together and being more acceptive accepting there should be an age at which you can trans uh, uh, transgender yeah like if you can change from a boy to a girl, a girl to a boy, like 
I think 18. 18. I think. Yeah, but sometimes sense. even then, though, like, you, I think of what way I was when I was 18. I was definitely much more immature and would not have understood consequences at 18 than I do mm. now. But that's so individual to each person yeah. that you couldn't yeah. actually ever put a correct yeah. age, I think. Yeah. Everyone is so different. Everyone's different maturity life experiences. Like, yeah. look at, again, look at Bruce Jenner. It took him until he was in his 60s to finally yeah. be like, this is me. Yeah, but is it, is it, like... She's a bad dude, Caitlyn Jenner. Is it truly? Yeah. Is it truly? Bad lady, like, I don't. <laughs> like, is it a mental? I is it a mental health? Is it a mental health thing? I, I don't. I don't get it. I think for I, some I yes, for some no. But like I've I, never felt yeah, like that. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I, but I think that if like a twelve-year-old boy is coming up and saying, "Dad," or a five-year-old boy, "Dad," like like if a kid wants to eat ice cream for breakfast, they'll they'll fucking do it. Like if you let them do what they want, they'll like do whatever the fuck they want. Like they're always trying to like find the new thing to do. Mm. Um. But I think from, like, a young age, you do see, like, girls do, like, pink for some reason. Or like girls like, like brats. Or, like, Sonic. Really guys like, like Sonic. Or brats. It's really strange. I, I totally get where you're coming from. Like, what, is, that, is that just instinctual? Is that just, like, built up through, like, the social norms that I we've had? Like, why do you wear a white dress down the but way when you get married? But even in the sense like, of, like, if you are, like, say, for example, you've got someone who are very pro- you know, transgender, that type of thing. And you've got a child that are expressing, you know, you've got a boy that goes, I like Barbie. Are you putting that on them? Yeah, They're but like, have the option but then how are you neutral? But how can you be neutral? Because you can never, because a lot of these things are related on upbringing, right? Yeah. Like how do you as a parent well, or I think any if sort you have of influencer a, if you have a If you have a, a, a like male mm. kid, then and you start like I don't know like give wearing putting him in like what are you what are you gonna dress your male in like he's obviously gonna have a penis or a vagina you know you're gonna see right well I see. Dress them then in you're gonna gray. if he's a boy you're gonna dress yeah. him in boys clothes and if he like gets to an age and goes oh fuck these oh I hate these then you go oh all right, obviously something's wrong here but I don't think you give them the option initially when they're two or three no. like when they yeah. I think you dress them in what they are and but then, then you get like some girls like it, that you are you know tomboys but they don't identify as males and you get some girl some girls who no, sorry, some boys who are quite effeminate, but they don't identify as girls. Like, it's such a yeah. grey area. Like, how d- I would feel very... I just I feel like it's such a minefield. When I was, like, 10 years old, I w- probably would have said if someone asked, like, oh, I'm a tomboy. Like, I like to wear shorts and a T-shirt. I like to do, like, dirt bike stuff, <laughs> which now I don't want to have anything to do with. Yeah. But, mm. like, at that point in time, I thought that was cool. And also... I thought that that's how boys look like. Have you me. ever thought about this? <laughs> you, so it was definitely coming from like a straight point of view. Do because you yeah. think that you like were into that stuff? Because think about it: your mum and dad married. Your dad is very obviously mm. very outdoorsy type operator. Like loves the outdoors, like you know hiking, whatnot, yeah. like dirt bike riding. Do you reckon he he got a girl when like the first, his I first child, and then he's like, oh, you know. Dad, I love her. Dad I love definitely her, encouraged us to be like outdoorsy yeah. and blah blah blah. But I suppose he's not like pushing I think it definitely came from but the boys that inherently I had crushes male, on. Female. Were yeah, it is. They were into sport is inherently male. Like, like dirt jumps after school, and I was like, oh, if he's building one, then I'll do it with him. You know, that's like how I'll get to hang yeah. out with him. <laughs> so then I was like, oh, I'm a tomboy. I'm gonna do like. Yeah, okay. But dirt did you base jumps. your whole thing on the fact that you were trying to get this boy to like you? No. It's mm. I don't know, no, that could be a factor. It definitely had a part in it. So, <laughs> therefore, what I'm saying is that... <laughs> no, because he's I trying like to be a butthole. So. I like yeah, I'm, my, I'm just I playing devil's advocate. I threw into the, the tomboy kind of camp. But it was because I thought, oh, that's how I can get this boy to like me. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. So, so mm. it was still from a very straight point of view. And I think if you're encouraging your kids to be very gender fluid, you can potentially sway them into mm. a gender or... They're so, like, malleable, aren't yeah, they? Like, you can yeah, do... Like yeah, a, you can train a kid with a chocolate. sexuality to it that they may not... They not may not be. Yeah. yeah. Kids are literally like you can food train them. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. You can. So you're I have very oversimplifying I, it though. I, I, you know, well, you, you don't do it, but you can. If you yeah. give a kid a chocolate every day and you go sit here for five minutes and be quiet and I'll give you this chocolate, you can extend that time. Yeah. Today's ten minutes maybe. I love the stories of parents who are being like, I just want to have a nap. So the, they'll be playing like, okay, I'm going to sit in this position. And you're gonna draw me, and they're napping while their kids draw them. Oh, really? Yeah. Things like that. that. I love that. I think that's lot. hilarious. Mm. I want to throw in just like, <laughs> as this is really weird, mm. but um, I think transgender people like on the inside they just like know. Yeah. That, oh, say it's a woman. She just knows she is a guy on the inside, mm. and like I kind of think, and like this is so weird, but I think it can come from our past lives. Like not that I say that's a thing. Mm. But let's say you were a man in your past life and in your whole transition, like, it didn't go, mm. you didn't, your mind didn't get fully swiped. Yeah. And you, like, emerge into this life and you're a woman. I love the idea of past this, lives. Like, internalness of, no, I'm a man. And, like, it could be really confusing. I love so. the idea of past <laughs> lives because even, like, in the whole concept of you've lived somewhere yeah. else. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's got to be something more than you're a body that comes into consciousness when you're born and then you die. Yeah. Like, there's got to be more to yeah, it. Even if, like, if you come from a, a Christian perspective and go, you know, I'm going to go to heaven, whatever, like, there's something. There's a, a spiritual aspect to it, like, looking outside of Christianity and, like, there being a God. There is some sort of, like, spirituality, I don't know, thing inside you. Yeah. A soul. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly no, not. I don't know. I'm coming from a Christian perspective, but mm. I don't. Yeah, like I don't know if I. I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I've lived before. Yeah, yeah. I reckon I have. I think I was a grumpy person beforehand. I'm still <laughs> a grumpy person now. <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> mm. That's interesting, though. But it'd be interesting to yeah. find out that one day that all the religions that we've ever heard of were actually the same thing. Yeah, but they have very similar virtues. Mm. Yeah. What if aliens come? Does that is, are they all discredited then? If an alien no. rocks Religion. up and goes, bloop, 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 bloop. But wouldn't they be I part of the same, of those religions? Like in, yeah, in like a Christian point of view. So like what I would think is that like they've all been created by the same creator. But they're but just, I like they were just the trial and error bit? I don't know, but like they might, might be Scientology. better and more advanced than us. <laughs> yeah, I don't but know. Maybe. I like totally think that there are other atmospheres and populations and like planets out there that have people or something living on them. I hope so. That'd be fucking cool as. Um, living in a different like yeah. time reality and all of that. Yeah. What's scary? Do you think there's nothing out there or that there is? I totally think there is. Shit. There's gotta be. I fucking hope it is. That'd be cool as. Have you guys heard the theory of, you know, like UFOs, like those videos we have of UFOs? Yes. There's and a it theory. The US released videos. And from they like confirmed that it was a UFO. Is that but from that thing we watched the other day? Like, what if these UFOs are us in the future visiting time, like time traveling? Oh, I love and we're that. Trying to like not let us see it. Do you know what I mean? Trying to be stealthy <laughs> about How it. How funny is that? I feel like it's so possible, and we're like in these futuristic, um, you know, spaceships. I don't know. Oh, but if they're not trying to see us, then we obviously need to like whatever's going to happen. This needs to happen. 
Because if they, if they if they need like if yeah. something bad was gonna happen, you'd think they'd have the like the sense of mind to be like, we gotta warn these people. Like we're not just gonna <laughs> try and like fuck with them and like put, like try and like scare them into like thinking there's UFOs. We'll try and like save them. So I think they would not go unnoticed. So maybe it's a good thing that they're yeah. trying to go unnoticed. But like, and you know, like how UFOs are mostly spotted in like hotspots like the pyramids, the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Those are tourist <laughs> hotspots. Well, <laughs> supposedly we were watching. <laughs> we were watching. <laughs> Hey, the we other night, we watched aliens. Ancient Aliens the other night, <laughs> and we, I, like, I fell asleep, classic, but, it was, like, the fact they were talking about saying, like, there's thinner holes in our dimension, is that what they said? They, do they said that hair. there is, um, in the Bermuda Triangle, there is electric, el- there is electric atmosphere that is, like, produced, Ooh, Stevie, and it's, like, Stevie. There buzzing There is a hot air. man entering the circle. <laughs> Take it happens to be your fiancé. <laughs> Ooh, I think I said that for the first time. Yonsei. Yeah, I said it for the first Yonsei. time. Yeah, but, oh, he's yeah no, at work, people keep referring to him as fiancé. I was like, Kraken. Oh. <laughs> Look at that Kraken. <laughs> Look at that Kraken. Is that a premix? Your partner, fiancé. Oh, no, I, I wish you got me those just now. funny, though. Yeah, I, in the last two years, have started referring to Lachlan as my partner rather than my boyfriend. Yeah, me too. And but I don't know. What? <laughs> no, but, but I wonder why. Like, I don't actually know why. Boy, I boyfriend is so, um, boyfriend. I think, yeah, oh boyfriend. Boyfriend so feels trivial. immature, but like partner, you like buy stuff together. You're in it for the long run. I've said this a few times to people like, oh yeah, my partner. Mm. But then I have this like internal fear that I sound like a lesbian. <laughs> 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 so I feel like I need to clarify. <laughs> I totally, I feel you on that one. <laughs> Girl. I'm my partner. <laughs> My partner's gonna hang out, my partner. Uh, shout out Joey <laughs> Steves. Me and my partner's gonna hang out, my partner. No, but what it's funny because, like, that? I feel like as I've gotten older, it feels weird to call him a partner. Like, we've been together for 10 years. I feel like if I say boyfriend, it's like yeah, something short. Yeah. Like, but I feel like boy- yeah. yeah. It feels like it's like a brand new high school kind of relationship. Well, not even high school, it's just like. It's new. Childish. Like, you're right, yeah. it's new. Yeah, it's new, yeah. Because I've, yeah, I've been with this fucker for way too long. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us about Elby's libido for a second? Fuck, it's so much higher than mine. I feel so, I, I feel so bad for him because I'm like, I'm so sorry, but no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, because I feel bad because he can't help it. And I'm just sitting there like, cool, she understands that's really that I nice. can't help it. <laughs> so she's kind of resigned it's to the fact. It yeah, is. But it's so funny yeah, though, because lots of things that he finds like, you know, sexually driving, I'm like, eh. <laughs> no. You <laughs> <laughs> never touched the butthole. No, a lot of things that like, I would think would like, piss your partner off. They like, like, like what? Walking up behind them, like smacking them on the bum, or like walking up behind them and going, like, uh, 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 like you know, kind of like taking the piss. You know, taking the piss, but you know, they go, oh ha. Like they don't not they're not annoyed at it. Or I can walk past him and he gets the boner though. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> He's come to my house before and just straight away been like, we done. And I'm like, <laughs> I've just been like, no, honestly though, he has such a high libido that I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> like sh- no, straight up though. Like this morning he comes over and I'm literally in my bed. Bronte. No, this but is this is all being thing. filmed and recorded. Yeah, but you'll be hey, right. Hey, my then. libido. I, I don't mind <laughs> talking about my libido, but like but my. I'm either way. When Lachlan is 40, 45, is he going to be a whole different person I when know, that hey. goes away? That's what, what I said. I was like, are you okay? Hello, I'm Lachlan. You may stick with him. Who knows? We never know. Yeah, I'm going to get on uh, hormone therapy. 
Yeah, yeah. if you ever get rich enough, Red. Yeah. Oh, wait, yourself? Yeah, when I'm like, yeah, so I'll get testosterone injected into myself. And like wait, do you actually? I thought you were no, talking about female. Oh. 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 I was going to say, I was like, like now, why? No, 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 no like, like, and I'll like, uh, human uh, growth hormone, I'll get that injected also, just so I don't like age faster than I could. Like, you know, I've got science there to like, you know, keep us propped Do you up. have money, my man? Yeah, but we'll, we'll wait. It's not cheap. You know. Oh, it'll oh, it'll oh, be cheaper, bro. By the time I'm fifty, it'll be cheaper. Guys, I'm telling you. We are in the I'm age bracket ya. to decide whether we will be having private health insurance or not. Oh my god, it's so expensive. What I looked it up recently. Thoughts? No, thank you. <laughs> for extras, maybe, but not for like hospital cover. I think not you're actually right better now. off the public system. Locked. Not right now. No, I can't afford it. I'm like the opposite of you, Bronte. I thought like, oh, I should probably get hospital cover, but I don't need extras. So oh, really? <laughs> See, I would rather be able to go to the dentist, to the mm. physio, to the car, optometrist, because I'm blind, that type of thing. Yeah. But if I'm in hospital, public, eh. Because I've right. seen, I mm. feel like in public health, you get the exact same. You do. Just you do waiting on. lists sometimes. The but only like, difference yeah. is you don't necessarily know your doctor. You haven't picked them. Yeah. And sometimes waiting. But mm. often you see if it's a priority, it's a priority. So you're gonna get seen. Good to know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And I think that goes as well with pregnancy. Like mm. I don't think you necessarily need private health insurance, mm. even if you're high risk. Like the public system in Australia is so good that mm. you're really well looked after. I just like something that really like gets me so mad is funeral insurance. Like True. the fact that you have yeah. to pay for your own death in yeah. this country is just so fucked to me. Yeah. Like that's yeah, just and I, the I don't know. amount that it costs yeah. is wild. Yeah. Wild. Mm. I know. Insurance in general like is such an interesting cop out in the sense of like you're paying for maybe. Yeah. I know like um grandma's funeral earlier in the year cost my grandfather seven thousand dollars just for the most basic kind of thing mm. that didn't include the wake like food and drinks for everyone that attended just to have her buried that yeah. seven thousand dollars is so much money the mm. fact so that much money. our death and is a money-making system yeah just shows it's you how wrong. fucked up our society is yeah, yeah, yeah. i agree that's just so much that's good so yeah. no, but, but honestly though it's the fact true. that it's that it's that you type of system group implants in thailand cheaper than that that's insane. Slash boob implants are scary as fuck, so I don't know why <laughs> anyone gets yeah. them. Let's get some boob implants. Eden said he'd buy me some <laughs> boobs at 40. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe both. i got to be rich. I have to hey, be. Hey, Mon, can I ask you a question? <laughs> yeah. Do you like dressing Ethan? No, I never dress him. Really? No, like but I But you like bought him all those him. pretty clothes, though. That he wears all the time. I'm <laughs> such a gift giver. Like, I feel so good if I buy someone something and give them a gift. Aww. And, you know, oh, that's, that's so your sweet. love language. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So, you know, that's just how I So, your love language him. is gift giving. What's your love language? I think it's gift giving, too. But I buy practical gifts. Like, I get her, like, PlayStations and, like, high-pressure washers. You've never got me a gift. <laughs> PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, she loves the PlayStation. She plays Crash what? Bandicoot and, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, your gift giving, gift giving. What's your love language? Uh, acts of service, like sex. <laughs> oh, <laughs> An act of service is. I would say that's that, a touch that. thing. Uh, gotta get a timestamp. That's touch. Mine's acts of service and. It Acts of service. Don't say that. I love it. The double go. It sounds like it's a transaction. It's interesting that each couple says, because like I know what you're about to say. Like mine's touch. Yours yours is touch. Why do you think mine will be touch? Because you said it today. (laughs) Lachlan, this is you. Boobs. 
Yeah. Wait, I actually have a bruise on my boob from him this morning. Like, honestly. Oh, I'm get like, real. <laughs> no, I, like, I swear you can see it. Honestly, boys don't understand nipples. Like, <laughs> what makes sensitive. you say that, one? What makes you say that, though? It's Are you a brave Be careful. <laughs> I, I, th- I think I understand nipples. Oh, uh, like. <laughs> Tell us no, because you you're, you're a boob dude, though. Like, I could just walk around with no shirt on. You'd be like, boobs. Like, it's different. I think everyone knows. Hey, the, way to, the way to understand <laughs> boobs is to, like, touch your own boobs. You're not going to, like, grab them. You're not going to oh. grab them. So, if you play them. with your own nipples, <laughs> is that what you're saying? Okay, I, no. No, no. Not, not sexually, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, has anyone ever tried that? Uh, no, no, apparently no, that's no, the LV Braley thing. It's a gun. It is gun. <laughs> it is so good. It's like electric shocks. Oh, look at me. <laughs> You're on your own, mate. I'm proudly on my own. I don't, I don't care. No, but it's, like, it's, I found something it's better helpful. than you two, so fuck no, off. No, but it's helpful. Oh, oh don't touch my nipples. No, you're right, you're right. This is my area. It's fine, I'm okay. No, but it's good that you know sexually what your likes and what like dislikes are because as a partner, it makes it easier. For <laughs> No, but it's true. People who are like, I don't know what I like. Like, it'd be a pain in the ass to try and figure out what the fuck they like. Like, mm. he's easy to sort out because I know right, what his likes easy. and dislikes are. <laughs> But no, it's true though. Like, it's easier. It's not easier, but like you know. Convenient. Like, do you think you'd know what Ethan's likes and dislikes are? Yeah. Yeah, you sort them out quicker. It's easier. Sort them out. No, but you know what I mean. We got these boys on lock. We just jerked them off. Oh, I just remember like when I heard you guys about you know twisting Lachlan's nipples and Love how it. good it works. I just remember like looking Ethan in the eyes and just making the decision. I'm twisting his nipples, <laughs> and he just had like this like scared his face <laughs> as he was coming. Though. It are was you the are most you confusing are you concerned about your sexuality? Is that why you were concerned? <laughs> I just didn't want my nipples twisted. <laughs> No, but did you associate it as a negative thing, like a nipple cripple? Like, is that why you thought it was such a bad thing? I was thinking about, I was thinking about you twisting LB's nipples as I'm like fucking busted a nut. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I remember, like, there's a reason you saying that made me think of when I gave you a nipple cripple in like grade twelve because you were annoying me, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know why that just came into my head. I don't think anyone can do it without thinking of you now. <laughs> you ruined the nipple cripple. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, what else? Everyone's got different likes and dislikes, so. Eh. And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I do no, it's not. <laughs> Unless it's red. Let's hack them out between each other. <laughs> red? I think I need to know their likes. I want to know reds. I do look forward to getting kinky like later in my sex <laughs> life, to be honest. Like, but what do you consider well, in like your 40s? Like, like a sex swing and things like that? <laughs> my god, a girl from work has a sex swing. I think it's hilarious. Where yeah, does she sex store swing? it? Does she in have a garage? garage? Like you put a lady in a swing and then you can like push she, she hasn't brought it out since her ex-boyfriend though. Yeah. I was confused Do you know what like I really look forward to is um City Point's first transgender student. It'll never I happen. Yeah, I just wonder if and when. I yeah. know from our friends. Beep, stoke me. Working, working out. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> they had their first transgender student. Yeah, I remember her saying. And this, that yeah. is a Christian school, and apparently they were super they're supportive. Or Lutheran. Nah, they're loose. No, they drink it. Wait, what are we again? Presbyterian, I think. Are we? But we're Presbyterian. I, I, I thought we were wasps. 
Do it sounds for something. I don't know. No, we're Presbyterian. That at some point, <laughs> City Point will become accepting of transgender because if um, but it's like a if a student though. if a student wants to enrol at your school and they have the money to pay to enter your school, you can't turn them down in Queensland. But that's what I mean. And how would the but school necessarily know what their actual biological gender is? Because if you it's hard to tell in like grade one and two, but did you guys do an interview? But get into the city point. Like I did an interview. But I did an interview. Yeah, do you, they wouldn't ask you that. Do you think like they're soft? They wouldn't oh, be I'm like all that crap what's your biological gender, yeah. and you could just circle whatever you know, like on your form, yeah. you just circle whatever gender. Did you, you have to do like those testing days where you had to be like, this is the right answer, like to like ascertain your IQ? I had to do that with me. Me and Matt did that together. We had to do an IQ test to come in. did an IQ test day. He's so so much smarter than the average person. That's hilarious. I'm so proud of him. We literally sat in like what's it? What's that building? The science building, whatever it's called they, now. They pull you aside if they think you have potential. Yeah, I remember like we got <laughs> yeah, like so we were they in must a different. Have thought you have potential. I was in the <laughs> classes until grade ten. Blame you for that one. That's they why they pull you. I thought everyone just went through the test. Pretty sure your parents. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you have to pay for it for the like external testing. I don't remember honestly. I just had I remember him him me and then someone else were all in a room in that science building doing an IQ test together. The three of you, that's it. Yeah, that's all I remember though. This was in two thousand and seven, oh, wow. so this is a long time ago. So they would have got your grades. Right now. Yeah. Oh. I don't I don't think mine would be that high, but it'd just be no nice to know where I rank. <laughs> yeah. They need that validation. What do you reckon of those personality tests? I reckon they're full of shit. Yeah, because like I know, yeah, like the ENS whatever. Mm. Like I feel like my personality can change on the day. But highly recommend to all the listeners. What is it? I remember when um, my brother and I had to do the test to get into City Point. Um, I think I was like 13. And at first, I didn't even know there was a test. Mm. So, like, it turns out Maybe my dad you were the didn't third trust person. me. And he <laughs> did, did he my test it? for me. And they never told me. Oh. <laughs> like, That's so oh. funny. I used to love the extension classes, though, at City Point. That was so good. Like, being separated from boys. Like, you could just do whatever the fuck you wanted. Like, there was no self-consciousness. There was no sense of, like, there's boys listening to what They're I'm doing. Really it was so good. What do you we have the biggest prey. Yeah, like, um, just a one gender school like do you feel like uh, kids learn better no no oh really like being in the one gender classes and then having classes without boys i think it really does kill you in the sense of social skills like i've had friends i've got friends that go had went to you know all girls schools and i like Locke and i've talked about this a fair bit i think having the core subjects math and english in girl like yeah. girls only boys only is good but you need that yeah. you need that social interaction mm-hmm. Otherwise, like sport, sport and like so drama, stuff. drama, yeah. like yeah. drama is so important. So important. Yeah, everything. You have to be able to <laughs> conduct yourself. It is important. No, but I mean, like, if you're only ever performing in front of female peers, and then you yeah. have to do something like a speech in front of a boy at uni, then you're gonna be so nervous. Mm. Like, I think it's very helpful to round you as a person to be exposed to fifty percent of the population. Yeah. Like, I know that. Like, when I was in grade 8 and 9, being in those extension classes, when we did speeches, it was, like, no issue whatsoever. But when I went into grade 10 and being in a mixed class, it was so much more stressful. Because you're like, oh, my God, these boys... Like, not even the The fact that, like, the boys are looking or, like, the boys will laugh at me or... I don't know, there was a sense of a less judgment with just girls. They're perving. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely was. (laughs) 
She's so shit at speeches. I never shared a class in high school. Ever. Uh, no, we did, didn't we? I don't think we did. We had like connections or something. Yep. That's, a that's <laughs> so lame. We had connections. Like I remember having classes with these two, but I don't remember ever having classes with you specifically. Classes with Emma. I said these two. Did and anyone here have classes with well. Emma? No. <laughs> Why not? Because I am younger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby girl. <laughs> Look at her, she's younger. <laughs> Like, I ha- what classes did I have with you? We had classes together, but I don't remember what they were. Oh, that was oh, the three oh. of us too, had, wasn't um, it? Mrs. No. Kenyon. Business. Yeah, me and Dylan used to partner on shit. Business <laughs> with, with Calero. Oh. <laughs> Total untold love story. And Jesse Head on the side. <laughs> she used to give me really good marks, so I'd suck up to it. She <laughs> loved you. Yeah. That was so good. One time I did an assignment really really wrong but she still gave me a b plus for it and i should have failed oh, i remember that being so filthy because I, I got I did like a b plus as well and me and i interpreted the the task wrong and she still made me oh. nail it because yeah. we used to sit in that, that tiny ass classroom up privilege. the top yeah. and it would be like you me privilege. and danielle and you'd say anything and it'd be like yep chillin you're right and you'd be like no he's not yeah. <laughs> he's not right <laughs> <laughs> mrs kenyon my legal studies teacher that Facebook page, I still have it. <laughs> yeah, I had heaps of classes girl, with you actually. Remember art and stuff like that with Mr. Phillips, and may he rest in peace now. Yeah. I always forget to tag today. Oh, Ambo's going past. Yeah, well, maybe we should wrap it up then. Maybe. How long have we been going for? Uh, we started at five. Oh, no shit. What's the time? <laughs> Quarter to seven. Very cool. What a run. Oh my god! Yeah. No wonder it goes for two hours. Yeah, no, I think it. Yeah, I think fun. it was. I think we started at quarter to five. Okay, it's two hours. Emma, oh, I there's heaps of two shit. hours. I want to do a two-hour podcast. Go fly! <laughs> and you crushed it. it you crushed flies. it. It flies. It flies. Nice to chat to you guys. It yeah. like the same shit we were talking about on the balcony. Yeah, exactly. You're just yeah. holding this weird thing. It's a weird forum. And we all spoke Except about our I sex lives every time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really interesting. Like what you do, it really mm. is. I couldn't do your work, so my hat is off to you, thank you. Yeah. Just depressing people. Yeah, you do the outro, you, you, you write us off here. Oh, well, it was nice to chat to you all. It was nice to interview ourselves by Ethan. By Ethan. Yeah, I don't know. Have a good week, listeners. Remember to hit subscribe. Hit the subscribe and like and comment. Hit that subscribe button.